It's 5 p.m. Welcome to the WTJX Newsfeed. In today's top stories, St. Croix small business owners and residents gathered at a recent meeting at Government House to express frustrations over the current road conditions in the town of Christiansted. The Virgin Islands Police Department is asking for the community's help after a man was gunned down over the weekend on the island of St. Thomas. Members of the Committee on Budget, Appropriations and Finance voted yesterday to approve a measure aimed at funding the distribution of bottled water to residents on St. Croix. These stories and more on today's WTJX Newsfeed. From the Virgin Islands Public Broadcasting System Studios on St. Thomas, this is the WTJX Newsfeed with Marcelina Ventura Douglas. Welcome to the WTJX Newsfeed, bringing you the latest news and updates throughout our community. At a standing room only meeting at Government House on Monday, St. Croix Administrator Samuel Sanis hosted a meeting at the request of small business owners and residents who gathered to express frustrations with the current road conditions in the town of Christiansted and how the conditions will affect their business as the Christmas season begins. We know the work's got to get done. There's not one person in this room that's challenging you on how long this has been and why it doesn't need to be done. I think what we're trying to get done is if the roads are not going to be paved in time for season, and I don't think anyone in this room thinks that's going to happen, what can we do to mitigate it? Waste Management Authority Dowell Griffith and business owner Sean Baptiste from Marco St. Croix exchange words throughout the meeting over what Mr. Baptiste alleges is a lack of payment from the Waste Management Authority, an exchange that appeared to vex attendees. I don't expect any answers, but it's very embarrassing for me to hear this inner government <coughs> problems, I'm not getting paid. That is not our problem. We pay our taxes. We pay our gross receipts. Governor Ryan said before, he said, like, we're not a slow-pay government, or we're not a no-pay government, we're a slow-pay government. This is like a known thing. So when there's a dispute like this happening, it's not like I'm surprised. I don't know the details of it. And, and as comment over here, I don't care. It's not my responsibility. It's your responsibility. But you guys are responsible to all of us. So this meeting that we're having right here, this meeting is months, if not years, too late. While participants vented their frustrations about the current conditions, Matthew Richmond for the Christian said Retail and Restaurant Association read a letter for industry stakeholders. Clearly, people are passionate about this. Um, that being said, as sympathetic as I am to your position, my job tonight is to represent the business owners, the people who are trying to make a living at Christian said. And on advice of counsel, I'm not going to try to negotiate anything on anybody's behalf. I'm just going to read read what the attorney said is, read this is really what our position is. It's not the role of CRA to mediate a contract suit between waste management and Marco. Businesses have suffered due to the road conditions, and the public is reluctant to drive into town because of the condition of the roads. The lack of consumer traffic is detrimental to businesses downtown, especially coming up in the holidays. The success of Jump Up and Christmas holidays uh, is make or break for some of our businesses. We cannot safely host jump up as it is a safety issue for people walking in the road that are setting up on the road. Because of this, because of what this means to our businesses, if this is not fixed by November 15th, we will be forced to pursue an injunction filed suit against 
Department of Public Works, VI Waste Management, and Marco, who are all liable and bear some responsibility for the condition of the roads. That's our official position. We're not here to negotiate for you guys. We are here to put every ounce of pressure and every bit of leverage that we have for you guys to do your job. CFO Griffith expressed to Mr. Baptiste that once the appropriate invoices were submitted, he could anticipate payment from the authority in three weeks. Like Mr. Griffith said, it's going to take him three weeks. So once he gave me a check in three weeks, the rule will not be a breaker's This morning, while appearing on the WTJX FM show Analyze This with Neville James, Governor Albert Bryan remarked on the matter. We had a huge sewage problem in Christianstead. We just want Marco to finish doing the sewer lines replacements. Uh, we already have the contractor waiting to start paving Christianstead. We've waited for, it's, it's almost two years since he has that contract because we, he had a bonding problem. We couldn't get it. We wanted to make sure that we get it done. And then he finally got it started. Now we just need to get him to put back the plot, the, the patch in. Him and the Waste Management Authority have a long-going dispute um, over several things. Over the weekend on St. Thomas, the Virgin Islands Police Department received reports of shots fired and a man down on Sunday. Kishma Chichester, VIPD Media Relations Coordinator, has the details. On Sunday, November 5th, 2023, at approximately 11.32 p.m., a citizen contacted 911 and reported multiple shots being fired on Burjagada in the area of El Conde Bar. Shortly thereafter, another citizen contacted 911 and reported one male suffered several gunshot wounds about his body. Upon officer's arrival, contact was made with an unresponsive male who appeared to have suffered multiple gunshot wounds about his body. EMTs on the scene checked the mail for vitals and discovered that he did not have any signs of life. On Monday, November 6, 2023, the mail was identified by next of kin as 32-year-old Michael Ramos de la Cruz. Anyone with information in regards to this incident can contact the Investigation Bureau at 340-774-2211, extension 5553. Or they can also contact 911 Crime Stoppers VI at 1-800-222-TIPS. The Chief's Office at 340-715-5546. The Commissioner's Office at 340-715-5506. At Monday's Committee on Disaster Recovery, Infrastructure, and Planning, the testimonies of Dana Clendenen, Interim CEO of the Housing Finance Authority, and Adrian Williams-Octolin, Director of the Office of Disaster Recovery, appeared positive to lawmakers. During the questioning rounds, however, Senator Franklin Johnson expressed some uncertainty with recovery projects, specifically the Wang F. Louis Hospital. What's the time frame right now for Wang Louis to be demolished? What's the time frame do we have for even starting Wang Louis? Adrian Williams, Octolin. Um, the Wang F. Louis Hospital is slated to have a solicitation out for demolition in the first quarter of next year. The Territorial Hospital Redevelopment Team is currently working on that solicitation and reviewing all of the environmental requirements to, to execute that demolition around a, a active hospital. Let's say the good Lord give me 10 more years to live. What's the chances of me seeing that hospital being built? 
Senator, the, in order for us to do this, we got to lead with the positivity that this is going to absolutely get done because everyone here on this panel is focused on, on making it happen. So the Wang F. Louis Hospital is a priority. It, the construction period is anticipated to be five to six years and looking at ways that we can actually pull that in. But of the magnitude that they that have designed, it looks like a construction period of five years. FEMA's public assistance program is the main source of the Disaster Recovery's Office's efforts. The program has received $6.2 billion, of which $2.7 billion has already been expended, with all PA projects requiring a 10% match, a point that Senator Alma Francis touched on at the start of her questioning. One of the things that was brought forward or requested with this $100 million line of credit is that some of that money would be used to assist with kicking off some of these projects for to have the matching funds. Have you guys been able to start tapping into that or are you not ready to start some of these projects that do need those matching funds? So we have started projects. Um, the, the match was the area that we had the least amount of confidence in because mm -hmm. of course if you draw, it's not like free money. If mm -hmm. It's a line and we need to pay it and we need to repay it within a timely, yeah. a timely basis. So we have paid some outstanding match um, payments, mm -hmm. payments that were necessary to meet the match for the composite poles is one that comes to mind very quickly. Um, we had owed millions of dollars and the suppliers were stopping sending these poles and we were able to work with the VI Housing Finance Authority to ensure that the payment is, ma we make the payment and ensure that they would process the match payments so that one, we could keep the, the supplies coming and keep the project moving. So we anticipate the completion of those composite pools in December and January, trying to keep those suppliers paid and the materials coming. You're in the WTJX news feed. Members of the Committee on Budget, Appropriations, and Finance voted yesterday to approve Bill No. 35-0190, which provides $350,000 in funding to distribute bottled water to residents on St. Croix who reside in areas most affected by the presence of contaminated water. Senator Dwayne DeGrave suggested the utilization of the Virgin Islands National Guard, both for their water purification unit and their ability to help with water distributions. To those points, Senator DeGraff received response from Virgin Islands Territorial Emergency Management Agency Assistant Director Stephen de Blasio Sr. Yes, the, the VI National Guard is a support entity to the Department of Human Services who is responsible for uh, food, hydration, and shelter of our citizens during an emergency, and this is an emergency as you very well stated. Um, but the VI National Guard would be employed under them if it came down to a physical distribution of water, then the VI National Guard would be activated to support what we call the points of distribution. Assistant Director de Blasio said the first option would be to create voucher systems that allow Vitima to immediately distribute vouchers or coupon booklets. The second option presented to lawmakers was for residents to be given gift cards or debit cards instead of coupons. And the third alternative would be to physically distribute water at predetermined points of distribution. Committee Chair Senator Donna Fred Gregory 
expressed some frustration at what she saw as impediments in getting clean drinking water to residents. Office of Management and Budget Director Jennifer O'Neill responded to the senator's concerns about procedural delays. This is an immediate emergency that we really need to deal with. So let me hear from you, Director O'Neill. Sure, Senator uh, Fred Gregory, thank you for that. Actually, because the governor has declared a state of emergency for the water issue, he uh, can direct immediate payment um, of or resources to fund the water, um, knowing that we can always bring it back. So as this body works through the committee effort, I think the law does allow for uh, immediate uh, remedy because there's a state of emergency. Bill sponsor, Senate President Novo Francis, said the legislation was an interim measure in an evolving situation. You know, we, we're very good at creating bureaucracies and red tape. And, you know, I think this is a time that we really want to um, view humanitarians and be able to bring some relief to our people. I think it's critical. Um, our citizens and, and our constituents didn't ask for this matter. Um, it wasn't a natural disaster. It's, it's a a disaster uh, or water emergency that really needs to be prioritized and we need to take night and make day to bring them some relief. Um, you know, we will do whatever we have to do, even if it means uh, that we have to fast track this by calling a session. I'll call a session at midnight tonight, if need be. I mean, you know, when we talk about the urgency of getting water to our people, I, I think it's critical that we understand that, but we have to remove the barriers. We have to remove the impediments. The legislation was passed with proposed amendments included that the appropriation would come from the general fund rather than the St. Croix Capital Improvement Fund as currently drafted, and that Vitima would lead the initiative as opposed to the Department of Health from the initial drafting. Yesterday, the U.S. Coast Guard released a statement sharing that pollution response personnel overseeing cleanup efforts at the Virgin Islands Water and Power Authority's Randolph Harley Power Plant in St. Thomas discovered oil in the water on the eastern shore side of the Lindbergh Bay on Friday. We spoke with public information officer for the U.S. Coast Guard San Juan sector and the Virgin Islands, Ricardo Castrodad, to get details on the matter. Well, it's happening at Lindbergh Bay. Um, uh, Coast Guard personnel that was overseeing uh, response efforts for the diesel discharge that, was, uh, that took place at the WAPA facility on October 25th. We're conducting uh, monitoring activities uh, to see if any fuel uh, had impacted the waterway. Um, last Friday, as they were doing those assessments, they identified there was a fuel in the area of Limburg Bay on the eastern coastal shore of, of Limburg Bay. That's down from when, where you have uh, this response activity from the discharge. Now, what the Coast Guard did in association to that is collect samples that have been sent to, to our marine safety lab to identify the type of oil that has been uh, spilled into the water and identify a possible source and a responsible party. Now, from that standpoint, it's too early to say um, if this oil is or is not tied 
to the original discharge that took place on October 25th. Uh, so we're waiting and we're investigating to see uh, what what those results will tell us. Now, the responders in WAPA uh, proactively responded to the situation and deployed a containment boom and absorbent boom around the area of the spill, and they have contained all that uh, material that's there uh, at this time, and uh, it's being collected. It's too early to identify uh, the source or, or who the responsible party may be, um, but that's part of this process, and that's what we're doing, our due diligence to make sure those samples are um, analyzed, and we'll see what information comes from that, and then we'll, we'll look to see what comes after that. On the recent episode of the WTJX TV series, Comes with the Territory, hosted by Leslie Comision, Virgin Islands Port Authority Executive Director Carlton Dow discussed the possibility of a merger with the Virgin Islands Port Authority and the West Indian Company Limited. Let's just say Governor Bryan. I know you're not speaking on his behalf, but if he were to make it happen, what are the actual steps? Help the community understand what we would need to do. And from a logistical point of view, the consolidation of the operations, what do you think his approach should be? Well... That's a tough one because uh, we go through the battle all the time. But um, I believe that, first of all, the Port Authority is a Port Authority. WICO have a pair inside the port. For me, I'm not an egotist where it don't matter to me tomorrow who um, end up being that entity. Mm -hmm. But if it's a Port Authority, I, I suspect the way it should happen, in my eyes, is that um, that cruise ship, the cruise ship segment be a division under the Port Authority. To me, that's the simplest way. And where they could keep, it has nothing to do with Mr. Artley, mind you, of course. or anybody. He could still be the person managing the industry, sure. if that's what they want, mm -hmm. but it ought to be fold in to the Port Authority. But I must also say that um, the other challenges that one wouldn't see or don't know is um, all of us have various debt. For the full conversation, watch On Demand through the WTJX app or the WTJX YouTube page. You're in the WTJX newsfeed. On Friday, November 10th, Vitran will not offer fixed route services in observance of the Veterans Day holiday. ADA paratransit services will be available for certified passengers as scheduled. Last evening, the Department of Planning and Natural Resources held its town hall meeting on St. Croix to reveal two-dimensional sketches as next steps towards the drafting of a comprehensive land and water use plan for the territory. Commissioner Jean-Pierre Oriol began the presentation encouraging residents to continue their engagement. We started this process asking you what was important to you, what areas needed to be protected and preserved for cultural, social, economic, or other value. We then asked you to provide your thoughts on community values and we looked at how we would capture these in policy. That led us where we are tonight, where we ask for your input on how we have captured those values that are important and put them in our renderings. After we view all the comments received following this round of town halls, with an additional comment period, we'll have some draft future land use maps and then a draft plan for comment and then the final plan. I want to encourage everyone to 
be, continue being part of the process by going to www.planusvi.com and continue to pro provide input along the way. The St. Thomas meeting will be held on Thursday, November 9th at the Columban Hall Holy Family Church from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. and on St. John on Monday, November 13th at the Sprung Structure in Coral Bay from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. The Virgin Islands Bureau of Internal Revenue announced a 2023 penalty waiver program. The program applies to both corporate and individual income taxes and gross receipt taxes. The short-term incentive program is available to taxpayers who are in full compliance with the filing of all outstanding gross receipt returns up to September 2023 and all income tax returns up to tax year 2022. All tax and interest must be paid on any outstanding balance in order to obtain the penalty waiver. The program began on Thursday, November 2nd and ends on Friday, December 29th. For questions about the program, call 340-773-1041, extension 4854, or 4250. This weekend, the Department of Sports, Parks, and Recreation will be hosting an MLB Players Alumni Clinic in the Territory. Sports, Parks, and Recreation Public Relations Officer Jerron Simmons has the details. The Department of Sports, Parks and Recreation's RBI program and the MLB Players Alumni Association are hosting baseball clinics for boys and girls ages 8 to 18 this weekend on November 11th and 12th. The U.S. Virgin Islands is excited to welcome back former and current Major League athletes Akil Morris, Midre Cummings, Jerry Brown, Calvin Pickering, and Jabari Blash, who are all native to the Virgin Islands. First, they will travel to Tortola and Virgin Gorda, where they will conduct these clinics in the British Virgin Islands. Then, on Saturday, they will return to St. Thomas, and the clinic will be held at Lionel Roberts Stadium at 9 a.m., followed by a coach's clinic at 1 p.m. On the following day, Sunday, November 12th, they will travel to St. Croix to conduct the same clinic at the D.C. Canegada Ballpark. We are thrilled to have our homegrown MLB legends back home and we wish them a successful week in training our young and upcoming athletes. We would like to express our gratitude to Mr. John Perry, the RBI Director of Baseball, Mr. Arnold Brathwaite, former scout for the Anaheim Angels and current scout for the San Francisco Giants, and Mr. Victor Quiroga, Director of International Relations of MLB Players, for their involvement in planning and developing this weekend's clinic. RBI stands for Reviving Baseball in Our Inner Cities, and we would appreciate the community's support in this initiative. As we move through the news feed, we turn now to our regional report. The Chilean government said Monday that it has not received requests for asylum from six Cuban athletes who reportedly abandoned their visiting national team after participating in the Pan American Games that ended over the weekend. Reporting on the AP News contends that the alleged desertion involves five members of Cuba's female field hockey team and one male track and field athlete who reportedly won a bronze medal in the 400-meter hurdles. Deputy Interior Minister Manuel Monsalve cautioned against calling the situation a defection, saying that athletes are lawfully in the country for up to three months. As we move down the news feed, we turn now to the territory's weather forecast. 
Here's the latest look at your short-term forecast for the Virgin Islands. I'm meteorologist Eric Weglars. At St. Croix, overcast skies and showers will continue this afternoon. There's the chance for a thunderstorm too. Temperatures will hold in the middle to upper 80s. Winds from the east-southeast at 10 to 15 miles per hour. At St. Thomas and St. John, it's also mostly cloudy. Showers and thunderstorms are likely through the afternoon. Temperatures will hold in the upper 80s to near 90. Winds a bit stronger from the southeast at 10 to 15 with gusts as high as 20. Tonight at St. Croix, we're expecting numerous showers under overcast skies and a few thunderstorms too, especially before midnight. Lows will fall back to near 80. Winds from the east at 10 to 15 miles per hour. Steadier rain again expected through the first half of the night. And at St. Thomas and St. John, showers and thunderstorms are expected as well. Temperatures will fall back into the upper 70s to near 80. Thursday features more showers and thunderstorms at St. Croix. Temperatures are similar in the middle to upper 80s. Winds are stronger too from the east at 15 to 20 miles per hour. Gusts as high as 25. At St. Thomas and St. John, we'll find more showers and thunderstorms as well. Winds are also stronger from the east at 15 to 20 with gusts as high as 25. That's the latest look at your short-term forecast. I'm meteorologist Eric Weglars. We are at the end of today's WTJX News Feed. I'm Marcelina Ventura Douglas. Join me every weekday at 5 p.m. Be sure to download the WTJX app. And if you missed a part of our news, listen to it on demand wherever you get your podcasts. We now join All Things Considered in progress. <laughs>